Hey guys, Dizlife Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Chip and Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com. What are you waiting for? Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome, foolish mortals. Greetings, program. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Nice work, pal. Well, we have one of those new talking machines. Now that is something. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dislife Podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of our Disney Lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Dislife Podcast. Join us weekly as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. And don't forget, hit that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Reminder to head over to chipandco.com for all of the latest and the most uplifting headlines from across the Disney parks around the world. As always, we like to give a special shout out to the patrons of this podcast program, the members of our Patreon page who have special access to bonus content, and much, much more. And if you would like to support us here at DizLife, head over to patreon.com forward slash Podcast. Let's welcome him in again. <laughs> we are here. It is happy Saturday, my friend. How are you doing? Let's welcome the co-host of DizLife Podcast, the one and only Disney fanatic, Greg, <laughs> dude, I, I've lost it already tonight. It's over. <laughs> it's like, this is the worst intro I've ever had. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, here's this guy. Wait, I'm going to talk about something else. Ahoy, hoy, Mark Valentine, and welcome <laughs> to this live podcast. Uh, listen, I can understand why you are a bit off. You just spent some time uh, in uh, Pandora. Yes. You, you got to go see uh, yeah. av- uh, some new Avatar movie. Is this new? No. So uh, they re-released Avatar again in preparation for The Way of Water. So Bella is 10. She never saw the original Pandora when it came out. She Ooh, never saw that. So we took her to go see Avatar in 3D. And then on the way home, I was on the phone with you. We saw the SpaceX rocket. It's been a crazy night tonight. It's it's been wild. And we are too wild and crazy. Wild guys and the crazy podcasters. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to see the rocket. The I, SpaceX launch. That happened here in Florida. 
You saw it in the mountains of Pennsylvania. Worlds collided. <laughs> Thank you, Space While we travel. were on the phone. Thank you, SpaceX, for bringing our worlds together. It's, see how small this we're, we're, world, we're, 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 this Earth is. Wow. Never mind. I've lost it now, too, Mark. It it's is a spread. small world after all. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on tonight's show, we are going to be giving you some talking points to convert the non-Disney lovers in your tribe and your family. So How in the sales world, Greg, this is what we call overcoming objections. <laughs> oh, I thought this was called how to start a cult. I'm sorry. I thought we were going to school. I was going to be uh, David Koresh. Uh, you were going to be Zamba. Try this Kool-Aid. Yeah, try the Kool-Aid. <laughs> what it's was delicious. the guy, uh, the uh, Hale-Bop guy? I thought we were going to do like a crossover of that. It's, po- it's very possible. But in all seriousness, Greg, let's face it. Not everyone loves Disney as much as we do. And some families downright might have that one non-Disney loving family member and you love them to death, but let's all face it. You pull them by their hair, kicking and screaming when you bring up the prospect of another vacation. Right. So, so we, before you go on, I, I'm going to stop you there because go I ahead. have a good thought here. Uh, I don't get many of them, but I have one. Why are we trying to convince them? Like, what is it that you and I see in Disney that makes us want to spread that joy to others? Because that's what it is. Face it. You and I are trying to spread the joy and the love we have for Disney on a daily basis through these podcasts, through talking with people. What is it about the park itself that you find that you have to spread that joy and that love and hope that others may find that same peace that we get? I think that this is, it all cuts to the very center of this is family time and this is about vacation. So you never want to have that time be cumbersome for somebody. And to me, this always comes about what is a way that everyone in the family can have a shared, joyful experience. No one likes to be drugged from place to place. To me, like, and I'm very realistic. You may not get these people coming back and saying like, yeah, I I love Disney now as a result of this. But let's just say that this is our probable best shot or here are the tips that we have. If you have a family member that's constantly moaning and groaning every time a Disney vacation is on the calendar, this is these are our tips for you to get that person to convert, to at least look at that pending vacation with joy. And it's, it's really there to make memories and finding a way to build that bridge because let's face it, it's usually moms too. You and I are the exception and not the rule as the, the male or the patriarch in the household. Generally speaking, it's the moms that are the super excited. The dads generally are like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with this. They'll do it because the kids are excited or they'll do it because they realize that their wives or their girlfriends have so much joy in this. So this is almost in, in our perspective. That's why we're calling the show is like, we're here to convert those Disney grumps. It's how to deal with the Disney grump on your trip. So it's us offering tips to help them enjoy the most magical place in earth. Besides taking them outside and shooting them in the leg. <laughs> well, um, that's going to be option number 11. Oh, okay. If so I just dealt ten- with this. Yeah. Um, I just dealt with this with my own family going down. So my daughter brought my grandkids down here to visit uh, and her soon to be whatever he's going to be. Uh, hopefully husband, very nice kid. Um, 
I say kid. Miserable. Very nice gentleman. Miserable. Yeah, just not a Disney person. And it was very noticeable every time we went into the park, every time we went anywhere. It was like, oh, I don't get these Disney people, these stupid Disney adults. Look, ma'am. Yeah. I, I understand. But, Mark, I want to know how I can convert them into just being not miserable. Well, that's what this show is about today. So I'm lucky. My wife and daughter love Disney as much as I do. I have had personal experiences where I have had to practice this and have truly practiced what we're going to be preaching today, where I've had to have non-Disney friends and they would tag along and I have tried to help navigate Disney for them. And let's just say that at the start of the trip, they were less enthused. And so far, my conversion rate is two for two. While they're not going to primarily book Disney, the next time that someone offers Disney to them, we went from... I roll and hating it to, yeah, I would do that again because we, we were ambassadors. So that's what this is about too. It's how do you become an ambassador for someone who's not excited about going to Disney, but also make sure that you're being mindful of their, their fun and their good time too. So we have 10 today and this is going to be fun. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> it's going to be fun. So come along with us, ladies and gentlemen. I am throwing you off already. You're like, I got to get this back on track. And he is all over the place tonight. <laughs> no, How no. do I do this? Well, so we have 10, Mark. Is that what you're saying? Well, we have, Mark, we have, we have 10. 10. How do we convince the people? <laughs> 10 ways to help you deal with the Disney grump in your life. Uh, how does this go, man? You, candy. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Do you want to take number one? Do you want me to take number one? I will take number one, and I will be serious about this, Mark, because I am a professional. You're a very serious guy. I am very, very serious. Are you satisfied? <laughs> <laughs> number one, ladies God, and gentlemen. Number one. Uh, listen, it's really simple to start this off. If you are getting ready to even think about coming down here to Walt Disney World, or if you're going to Disneyland, you have a Disney cruise coming up, involve them in the planning. Uh, it's going to be difficult, I know, because every family has that one person, Mark, and usually... Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that falls on the quote-unquote moms uh, more often than not than the dads. Uh, and the dads are the ones that get dragged around the parks. But here's a very simple step to help them become invested and converted. Just involve them in the planning process. It's simple. Whether that be pick a simple meal, uh, what resort they prefer going to, getting the party involved in planning process is a surefire way to turn them into stakeholders Rather than – you wrote this. I can tell you wrote this. Look, I'm, I'm like now that? reading off this script because I was like, oh, okay. It's nice. Uh, yeah, you can see it's in your voice, and I'm trying to make <laughs> Okay, I'm just joking, but seriously, we, we have to write these things out or we lose what we were going to talk about. Anyway, um, when you're trying to bring somebody in and get to the parks, uh, it, this leads to a, a very important uh, information. One – don't exhaust the non-Disney lover. Again, Mark, you and I both know those non-Disney lovers. Like, as soon as you're like, oh, I want to go to this place, and I want to go to this place, and we should eat here, and we yeah. got to get Cinderella's Royal Table, and then be our guest, but we got to be there in the morning, and then we got to go across the pl place to Coronado Springs, and then we got to eat lunch at Disney Springs. No, just just start off slow. Don't exhaust them. There's burnout and all the passion uh, for that follow-up visit. And then you're exhausting your significant others and friends. Build in breaks. Yeah, Allow man. them to have a pool time. 
let them dictate some of the vacation. Let them think, uh, listen, a normal vacation is so not normal. Everybody has their own ways of wanting to vacation, whether it be pooling, having a drink, going to a park, amusement parks, uh, just relaxing, going in the cabin. Like you can do all these things. You just have to build the vacation around that person. Yeah. And the common thread, man, like you've, you hit the nail right in the head with number one, the common thread that's going to follow throughout a lot of these 10 is to allow like time to breathe, building in breaks, pool time, the biggest thing that I find, and it is so important, moms generally plan these Disney trips, right? And then dads just show up and they're kind of like, all right, what are we doing? And mom's got the, the graph, the chart at 945, we're doing this. Everyone's waking up, we're mobilizing, hitting this, doing this. Moms are great with that. And I love how a lot of times these Disney vacations are planned with charts and graphs months prior to even arriving. Did you just say you love that? No, I, I, well, I love it for the people that that's their thing. Oh, okay. 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 Like for the people that, and there are a lot of people that find joy in this. This isn't, I also don't want people to misconstrue what we're talking about here. We're not saying like throw away your joy or stop doing things the way that you like doing them because then you lose the fun too. This is a way to bring in someone else into your joy. And if you have someone who's a stakeholder and you just say to your husband or your significant other or even the non-Disney family member, hey, here's a list of things. What do you want to do for dinner this night? What do you think? Show them the options. Present them with choice. Because if they feel like they're excited about that dinner that day, that's all they're going to look forward to. Or give them the choice of the hotel. Ladies, you know, you might want to be at Pop Century, but throw them the bone. Say, hey, do you? Want to stay at this place called the Polynesian? You might like it. Give them the option, and then I think they're gonna, you know, I think they're gonna come around or at least be more excited in the vacation rather than just getting dragged around, like you said, Greg. I am not an over planner myself. Uh, I live by the decree of I will make it up as I go along each day. But again, I think you nailed it on the head. Where people, some people, love to to time out things to the minute. And that is their joy of they spend months. Okay, let's see if we can get a reservation here. And then they're on the reservation system daily. And that's joy to them. Like they get to see park times. It it builds excitement coming up. Not everybody is like that. Not everyone's like that. And you just got to be mindful. Yeah, I think there you go. You know what? You can say it better than I can. Just be mindful of that, that not everyone shares that passion. So you need to do a good job of being an ambassador to bring that joy that you have for the park and just find a way to build that bridge. So here's the second way or here, and this is going to, our number two is going to sort of build off our number one. All right. We have cell phones, we have technology, use technology to link up. There's no reason to drag people or parties from one event to another. There is a very easy statement to increase the joy that everyone in the party has meet up later And that allows people to move at their own pace. Just say, hey, let's meet up later. Very simple phrase. So there's no cause for dragging the second family. So we're, I'm, I'm even thinking about outside of, you know, you're, you, this is all inside of the same household. You know, you're meeting up with the second family. There's three families that are there. Everyone has their own agenda. Here's the easiest way. The second family's like, man, we cannot hack this. We don't want a rope drop. Okay. 
There's no cause for dragging that second family along at your pace. If you're with a person that needs to sleep in, let them. Hey, meet us up later. Text me. Enjoy breakfast. Text me when you're on the way. Yes, it's a group vacation. Yes, it's a family vacation. But if you allow people to move at their pace and take different paces, you're going to, again, increase the enjoyment that they have rather than playing a bugle at the the butt crack of dawn, getting them out of bed to rope drop, and then by day three, they never want to come back. I should also note <laughs> that I am the bugle player. <laughs> I'm the person that's doing that. Greg will attest to this. I'm the schmoover in the group. I was I was literally just about to be like, who are you talking about? Because it's me, Greg. I will I will be up and it'll be like <laughs> seven o'clock and the alarm is, just went off and there's ding. Like, uh, that's Mark. Mark's like, hey, it's me. We're, we're, we're having breakfast right now. Uh, we've already had three cups of coffee. I'm uh, going to be going over to the park. Are you guys going to be there? Let's go. It's me. It's you. You and are <laughs> that guy. I'm that guy. Look, I you have no shame guy. in saying it. I am the person who finds tremendous joy in planning every single detail of the vacation. I am the guy that's playing the bugle at 630 in the morning to get everyone out to rope drop. But if I am traveling with a grumpy, I have to be mindful of that and then exercise, especially number two is like, hey, meet me later. Enjoy your time. I'm going to go do me because I can't be miserable, too. I can't be sitting there losing my losing my mind. But also at the Mark, same time, I don't know Mark, what you're what are you doing? Mark, right now? You're distracting me. Is this your card? Is this my card? <laughs> I'm doing magic tricks while you're talking. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, so I will on this point, what's great about this one is um, you guys come down here as a family and we live down here, but we try and hook up at the parks all the time and plan a few things uh, together uh, as friends and stuff like that. So we've learned a good way of where we will meet up in the morning. We will hang out for a little bit. We don't go out in the afternoon down in Florida. No. Uh, so we go home for a little bit and then we meet up again later uh, with a plan and with an idea, but never anything set in stone that we can't just go, okay, let's just, it's time to just take, take a break, uh, which leads us taking a break, <laughs> pay attention to the crowd calendar. That is a major, major point, especially uh, any time around this type of year. This is a great time to be uh, the mid-September going into October. What an amazing time. But I can't tell you the number of friends that we've had that thought, oh, Disney at Easter or Christmas week would be amazing to come down to. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Like who wouldn't want to be here to see Santa Claus come down the, the, the chimney? Um, and then they come home and they're just miserable. They'll never go back again. Well, duh, you went at Christmas and Easter. Like nobody, like even locals were like, I'm good, man. I'm blocked out. <laughs> yeah, I'm blocked I'm out. Good. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you, I don't need to, I don't have to think about the park. It's all about family. Um, look, you chose a time where crowds, the crowd calendars are at their highest. And unless you desperately want to be in the park, which sometimes you do, um, maybe not a good time to do that and maybe will not lead to the best experience don't try and bring a newbie or a non-believer during the highest crowds of the year choose a time or season where both the weather and crowd levels are going to work in your favor so greg so so what, greg yeah so what are, <laughs> what are the best times for bringing someone 
As a local, uh, you as get to local. see this, and you're not relying on a, a crowd calendar on a website. Give me your expertise, Greg. What are the best times if you've got a non-believer, you want to convert someone, you don't want them to be inundated with crowds, you want to hit them with an enjoyable experience, weather-wise, crowd calendar-wise, when am I bringing my, my grumpy friends? Mark, is this your card? Six? No. no. Best time to come down here. Uh, so to be real with everybody... Uh, we obviously went through pandemic for the last few years. Uh, the original times have shifted and changed a lot over the past two years. Last year, October, September on October were packed. It was absolutely Insane. mobbed down here yeah. and it was rebound vacationers. It was, um, uh, it was just people looking to get away or they had, had uh, vacations booked already. This year we have found out the past three weeks um, since the middle of August up till now, so a month, have been amazing. Kids are back at school. You don't have a lot to do down here. I mean, the, the weather is a little hot and a little soupy. If you can deal with that, this is the best time of year. Uh, right in the middle of November, right before Thanksgiving, another really beautiful time to come down here. It does not rain in the afternoon. January, February used to be a very quiet time to come down here. We don't know how that is anymore. Last year, it was a medium of the road, but we're updating. Everybody's updating these crowd calendars around what we think is going to happen, uh, what festivals are going on. All these things add into the crowd calendar. So right now, look, it's, it, I love it right now down here. But again, middle of November is such an amazing time right before Thanksgiving. If you can come down here the week before Thanksgiving and not Thanksgiving week, that person is going to think that Disney is the best place in the world because it's cool at nighttime. It's hot during the day. You can swim. Then you can go to a bonfire. You don't have to worry about afternoon rain at all. It's just sunshine and daisies. Yeah, I've always found that if you can swing it the week before the major holiday – it's usually lesser crowds, not to say that it's not crowded, but lesser crowds because everyone's waiting for their personal time off to, to go in and take great tip, man. Really great tip. So number three, pay attention to the crowd calendar. Don't take, don't take your friend or don't take someone Christmas or Easter, just the worst possible way to be an ambassador than taking them in a park when they can't move like awful, awful idea. All right. Uh, again, off shooting with our number four, and kind of looking at that calendar, my advice would be, and this was something that I personally did. I had a non-Disney friend. He did not like Disney. So we took advantage of a festival. We took this one non-Disney lover during the Flower and Garden Festival. And let's face it, people love food and they love drinks. So they don't have that natural love of the mouse like you do. So it's very normal for them to not tear up at the sight of Cinderella's castle, but everyone gets excited for a good day of drinking. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And who would pass? Not everybody doesn't tear up at Cinderella castle. Not everybody, Greg, who are these people? But listen, there's a lot of people that will tear up when they, they get the thought of eating and drinking around the world. So I do. My advice to you would be mindful of the cagey, this cagey way to convert a non Disney lover. And it's through a park, Greg, called Epcot. Epcot is a great park to be that Disney ambassador. 
and to give them a Disney quote-unquote experience without having to cram the Magic Kingdom down their throat. There's an old adage, Greg. They say a, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And there's a lot of truth to that. There's not a whole heck of a lot to hate about eating and drinking around the world. So we recommend checking the festival calendars. Use them to your advantage. Hit Epcot early. Start the vacation with Epcot to build up some wins. If you feel the need to do all the Disney stuff first, well, that's fine. But you're, you can risk losing the non-believer Sure, you can tell them 100 facts about the Imagineering of the Haunted Mansion or the Carousel of Progress. Like, you love that stuff, but let's face it, they probably don't care. Margaritas in Mexico is a much better ambassador to the Disney side of life and to help them enjoy the park's experience. So take advantage of festivals, take advantage of food and drink, earn that as the, a good bridge to get them to then at least want to go to the Magic Kingdom and build on a positive start. Drinking and food, you say, is is the direct way to a man's stomach. Wait, a man's stomach is right through the his heart. The way to a man's heart is to his stomach. That's the old oh. adage, right? I thought it was through his chest cavity. That's just me. <laughs> Drinking is this, is this and, your card, and, Greg? <laughs> what? what is this your card? I don't know. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're in StreamYard, and he's literally showing me playing cards every five minutes. It's- I, I will be doing a card trick for you at the end of this episode. I actually do know card tricks. Did you know that? Well, it's not good radio, Greg. It's it's an audio-only podcast. Mark, <laughs> is this your card? It's it's a 10 of, of clubs, and no, it is not my card for those oh, people that are... I out. will try again. Uh, drinking around Epcot is relaxing it's a good time I, and i'm not saying like let's get drunk around epcot well that lady did she was <laughs> like i might fight it. a cop or two she's like i'm here on vacation i don't like the mouse i'm having a drink <laughs> i love when you i'm like oh i went too loud mark has to pull his headphones <laughs> off his ear you blew my you blew me away from like, man, man. uh number five because I can't go on. I'm You're like, all right, moving anymore. on. Yeah, the, I'm on. done. Drunk lady bits yep. over. I blew out yep. Mark's ears. We're moving good. On. We're good. Uh, it's really important to find a quiet space in all of this chaos because let's just put it out there. Rope dropping at any park can become stressful. Um, Tell me about it, it can become a pain in the butt. Nobody likes each other after about five minutes of standing in line and you're waiting for them to let people in and other people are rushing and cutting you off. It gets very frustrating. Yep. It's really smart to map out quiet places to just chill out. Don't be afraid to sit down and take breaks inside the park. Listen, quiet spaces, uh, a quiet space away from just that hustle and bustle can be really important. Uh, it's just as important as like taking a pool break in the magic kingdom, relax underneath the big top, which Mark and I have done many times. We have. Yeah. Spread your legs out at Tortuga Tavern. Another one, which is great. Uh, low traffic eateries like Columbia Harbor house upstairs, that second floor, my favorite spot to eat. I will even grab like my own lunch and go sit up there and like buy something at the counter. Um, Find low traffic eateries uh, at Hollywood Studios. We have two words: baseline tap house. Hopefully, you can get inside to eat, but even outside can become relaxing. You can just people watch out yeah. there. Uh, it's our favorite adult stop. 
in the shade provides uh, outstanding food, music, drinks, the ability to people watch. Epcot has dozens, and we mean dozens, yeah, lots of, of quiet spots. Look, they actually have in um, Restaurant Marrakesh is now a full-on quiet spot in the air conditioning uh, behind at Japan. But um, I like the Land Pavilion. Absolutely, who doesn't like the Land Pavilion? A little loud, but it's okay. So if you know, you know the one part of Sunshine Seasons, but it's like that back corner, winter. Yeah, it's the back corner, back. By where the queue where the queue is for living with the land, winter. There's no one ever in that corner. I am. Well, you are because you're you know you're in the know. So another one of our favorite spots is Animal Kingdom is Flame Tree Barbecue right next to the water. Which Mark, um, there's a wonderful uh, show that happens over there that you could watch on um, the, uh, I wasn't going to bring it there. up, man. <laughs> Look, um, I, I wasn't going to go there. I know there's some pain. Are you okay? We haven't done a well check. You and I on not, this. Since I am they, not okay. Uh, since they announced, we, we know it was already neutered and we, I, we know how you Oof. feel about the neutering of kite tails, the beloved, the visionary kite tails, and the spontaneity that they, they gave us with it. But now it's just straight up gone. Are you all right? A lot of people think that I hate this show. That I absolutely, it's my most hated thing in Disney. When in, in, in no jesting, no, jesting aside is what I should say. Um, it is truly, when the full show was around, one of my favorite shows that Disney put on. It was so fun and whimsical and beautiful. They got to do something in that spot, kids man. They're playing and they, they kids would do a parade and they got to play with little hand kites. And then you got to watch like all these and it told a story on the water and the, the cavalcades would go by and the band would pump you up. And it was just so amazing. And you could sit there at flame tree barbecue right on the edge. And you could watch the amphitheater in the background with the Himalayas going up in Everest. And it was, it was a picturesque scene. Of and the sound of the angelic choirs would sing. And then they stripped that all away, Mark. It's gone. And now they've announced that the show is no more. There is, Nothing in uh, a very big area of the park. What are there's they just, nothing in a very big piece listen, of my heart right now. I am missing stuff from my soul. Mark, is this your card? It's the ten of clubs. But you, listen, you know what would be my card? You know what would be my bag? They need to do a world of color style show in that amphitheater. For two reasons. One, there's nothing in there. <laughs> there's nothing in there. And nothing survives in there. Secondly, it's such a silly spot to have something in the middle of the day. The best shot that we had was probably Kite Tales, to have a show or something that was short enough to have throughout the course of the day, but people bake in the sun. There's no shade in that amphitheater. But there's nothing at Animal Kingdom at night. Nothing. You need to open the park up at nighttime. Well, they don't uh, anyway, because there's nothing see, there. Now, now, we're, now we're going on why people shouldn't go to Disney, and, and that's not what we're trying to convince people to go to Disney. So let's Oh, let's yeah, digress. good point. <laughs> good, good point. So number, fi what number is, five, your, to summarize, Greg's number five, find a quiet place to just chill. All right, number six. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
No, you're what done. Is, your favorite? is this no, your card? Your favorite? Okay, well, you can go. Go ahead. <laughs> you... I was just going to ask you a question. That's oh, all. what was your question? Oh, right. no, now I don't want to ask the question. All right, well, you fine. interrupted me. Go ahead. Uh, uh, fine, you want to be that way. Number six. <laughs> no, no, no. So what was <laughs> your favorite what is your favorite spot to just relax, like in the park? Because I we Tortuga's great, Big Top's great. Like, do you have a spot that you're like, this is where I'm going to go away from everybody? Or, oh, it's the morning time, I can go to XYZ. Because for me, when I'm at Magic Kingdom, when you get there early enough, there's two spots. One is in Liberty Square. There is two rocking chairs yep. on the backside of Hall of Presidents. But... Even better is there's two rocking chairs by Frontierland uh, Frontier Trading Post on the outside of there where you can just sit down. Frontierland is normally empty in the morning, and it's a great place to just have a cup of coffee, sit down, and enjoy being at Disney. I truly enjoy that big top area. We've taken advantage of it multiple times. Um, it's it's always quiet. It's legitimately, I think, always quiet. The other place that I really love is, and you can obviously tell my, my brushstrokes were all over the baseline tap house. I could sit at the baseline tap house for, for three hours at that intersection where people are running to galaxy's edge. Other people are running to just the hub. You can people watch there, but they have amazing music. The, the beer is excellent. I like the hibiscus soda baseline tap house is probably the one place I of all four parks that I love and that that area by the water that you said over at flame tree barbecue is just such a great quiet place to just sit and, and look at Everest great pictures too. You can get of the, uh, of expedition Everest from, from that location. So without a kite in front of it, without a kite, you're going to bring this up again. We're go- we got to no. go back to this. Um, no, all right. Great. Number six. Remember how we talked about sharing the planning and number one. Well, here are some suggestions. Not everyone likes to theme park. Not everyone likes characters. I don't know who those people are. Present company excluded from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But why don't you do this and ask your significant other? Would you like to go golfing one day during the trip? How about a fishing excursion? How about horseback riding? Do something besides rides theme park days. Ask if they'd be interested in doing something together or alone. Thinking to number two, hey, text me, we'll catch up later. That doesn't involve characters or rides. Take a day out of the parks. Dare we say, work in something non-Disney. Ew, ew, Greg, ew. What? That's so gross. That's so gross. But that's important too because we want them to associate fun with this trip. So if they have fun, they're going to take that emotion and ascribe it to Disney as well. So surrendering part, not all, part of the itinerary to alternative interests, it's going to win them over in the end because they're going to return joyfully time and time again to Florida. And if you give up a part of that itinerary to give into something they may want to do that's not Expedition Everest, they might love you for it, Greg. Mark, have you ever said to Linda, Linda, let's go golfing. I don't golf, <laughs> um, but <laughs> the reason I asked that is because I have asked Holly, Hey, let's go golfing. And she will be like, yes. Um, but the type of golfing we do is miniature mini, golf, mini golf. Mm-hmm. at a Fantasia golf course. I am horrible at golf. 
so horrible. horrible that I would be embarrassed to play on a legitimate course with a starter and for people who are are playing that are serious in the game. It's it's a, it's a more serious course. Um, I would do the fishing if weather permitting. I don't want to go. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go f- fish in extreme heat. Um, I'm uh, full full disclosure. I'm terrified of horses. Terrified of them. <laughs> They're so massive, Mark. They are huge. I'm a small man, so these beasts. Like when I get close to a horse, like I. I, I'm tiny. I don't want to get on a horse. So Linda has said before, she's like, do you want to go horseback riding? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to. I'm scared of horses. Uh, just a tip. Uh, this is going to be our segment where Greg gives out his tip for the day. Uh, we were at Magic Kingdom the other day and rode the uh, horse-drawn trolley down Main Street. Um, the horse will just stop and relieve itself right in the middle of Main Street. Take a dump. Um, no, 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 he will. Oh, oh, <laughs> he will just, he will just roll out and just go. And it's buckets, Mark. It's Lass. buckets. I know. And, and then, so <laughs> I saw that and was like, here's my tip. Don't ever sit or lay down on main street. I was just going to say, you just see the people lay it down don't. in the street. I mean, and I, I was, I was an impressed man by that. <laughs> you know what that horse was thinking when he's going to, he's like, I'm going right down the middle of the main, the main street, street USA. USA. <laughs> so please do not sit or lay on me. If you're just want to take a selfie, don't do it. It's great. Oh, any, so, um, we go miniature golfing. I, I will, I will, I will admire a horse from a distance. No, but there's other cool things. Like you can go over to the stables at Tricircle D Ranch. They have a, a calliope over there The and you can do the horseback riding from there. You can do fishing over there. Like if they're into camping and stuff like that's a beautiful spot to go. Dude, there's um, a ton of stuff. So much extra to do, but yeah, listen, that is, that's also important. Um, well, along with the next, yeah, I mean, look. I mean, like, uh, again, and I said ew to it, but if you, have, if you have a significant other that wants to get away from Disney and do Universal, hey, go ahead. Like, take, t- take that. Yeah. I mean, there's good stuff at Universal, too. By giving up a day of the itinerary, if it makes them happy, that, at the end, that's going to make for a successful vacation. Everyone's going to have their bucket filled. And their joy will roll runneth over. And then the next time you say, let's go to Florida, they're going to think of the good memories they had rather than the stuff that they were forced or cajoled to do. Right. And if they're younger, uh, they may associate closely with Harry Potter and want to go see Harry Potter. Um, and look, you just kind of, it's a give and take at that point. That's such a Hufflepuff thing to say, man. Who's got two thumbs and is in Hufflepuff? This guy. This guy. You know what? Uh, the Slytherin in me hates it. And you know what? I, I don't even regret that we we blasted Cedric Diggory. I'm not even sad about it. Mark, is this your card? <laughs> now that's magic, Craig. <laughs> Thank you. I've been trying. Expelliarmus. Let's move on to number seven. <laughs> number seven. Uh, don't don't skip out on a guy's night out or girls' night out. Yes, like, just a night out as a group, having fun, not worrying about this or that. Um, uh, there's a few. Are there a few men that are both? <laughs> well, like okay. Well, you know what, Mark? 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 Listen, this is in your voice. Please take this one because I right. already hacked. Well, if you have multiple, if you have, have multiple men, episode. if there are two or three men that are miserable, and it's multiple families. Wait, wait, wait. Why does it have to be men? 
Why it's are a, it men doesn't. miserable? Well, okay. In all of these scenarios, you're like, if the men's miserable. Listen, I know a lot of women. Listen, women need a night out. We are, both you and I as husbands know that the girls need to get out and just well, let I advocate and, have a good and time. I advocate for that on the second half of this. But if there's some guys that are giving you a problem, listen, ladies, cut them loose, give them a night out together. Raglan Road, Rick Sports Bar, Splitsville Bowling and Drinking. Build in time for them to do whatever they want to do. Alternatively though, Greg, I do say wholeheartedly, girls, you know what? Take that night let the men stay in the hotel. Let the men stick around with the kids. Or if it's an adults-only trip, hey, even still, let the guys do what they want. Girls' night out. Nobody said that the ladies can't have fun too, Greg. I'm just saying if it's the men who are normally the, the curmudgeons, tell them, go and get a beer. Enjoy yourself. Have a guy's night out. Go watch the game. You know, like we've – how many times have you seen in a Facebook group, Right. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, what's a good place my husband can catch the Steelers on TV? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let him go. Go to Rick's. Go to Rick's. Go, go to down to Disney Springs. I know City Works does it. Like there's there is places to go, and you're absolutely right. It's uh, I want to give my husband a day off and let him enjoy his vacation. He wants to go watch the bowl game. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, again, I. I would also do the same thing for Holly. Like, oh, you want to go cut loose and go uh, dance over at um, the dance hall over at the boardwalk? Man, go have fun. I, it's it's all about making sure that you maximize the enjoyment of the person you're bringing with. And if they feel that they need to get away or get out and go have a have an adult beverage and adult time and watch the game and they want to watch the Eagles win, dude, go I, watch the Eagles win. I agree, man. Listen, sometimes the phone rings in the middle of the night and my father's on the phone. He says, what are you going to do with your life? And I just say, oh, daddy, dear, you know what? You're still number one. But girls, they want to have fun. Oh, girls they just, just want to have fun. They just want to. That's all oh. they really want. <laughs> <laughs> are you a Cindy Lauper fan? Time. I'm a huge. Yeah, man. I okay. actually knew the peer, uh, Rob and uh, uh, Hyman from uh, the Hooters who wrote all those songs for Cindy Lauper. It was a rare non-eye roll from you. Normally when I'm, you know, quoting. No, I love, I have her autobiography. Like yeah. I, I love what Cindy, I'm a Cindy, I'm a Cindy stan. If that is a thing. That's a thing. Um, it's a thing. And it's, it's really a, a thing. It's now a thing. All right, why don't you take number eight since I I did jump in on number seven with the guys. No, you had to jump in on number seven. Look, we do want to keep this semi-serious. Cut corners and splurge. It's okay. Buy the ride skipping genie plus leverage shorter wait times. Uh, Mark and I have both learned to love genie plus and how it operates. I love it. It's okay to spend. Look, you're spending a few thousand dollars anyway. What is an extra 60 bucks for the three of you to have amazing or each person play, pays 15 to 20 bucks. Dude, I never Get, understood that. Right. Yeah. You pay guests that are engaged are happy. Yes. Like why, what, why are we nickel and diming when we're already splurging? Um, I, and I understand you, certain people come down here with a certain budget, but let's face it. Nobody wants to wait in lines 
having a way to circumvent the queue is another wonderful way to convert even the most difficult family members. Uh, if there's a break in between those experiences, that's the perfect time to employ some of the techniques that we have been discussing earlier. Uh, make it seem like there's downtime in between waiting for Lightning Lane to free up. You can show them how to use the app, how to schedule the next ride. Hey, what ride do you want to go on next? What, uh, like, these are just amazing things to do. And again, I'm going to go back to you've spent three to five to ten thousand dollars to have a magical time. Yep. It's okay to spend sixty more dollars or or if it's just you, twenty more bucks. Like it's okay to go and so when I was on tour with the young rascals, uh the lead guy, Felix Cavalieri, would go into the steakhouse and myself and the other tech would be like, Oh, well, we'll, we'll just have the cheap thing. He's like, for five bucks more, you can have the steak. Why don't you pay that five bucks more? Because it's going to taste better. You're going to be happier with the service. It's okay to spend that five bucks on something that will make you happy. And yes, I'm not talking about five bucks here. I'm talking about 20 to 50, but that's, that's dimes compared to what the overall you're paying. What I, one of the things I really love that Disney did was now it's an a la carte option and you get it the day of. So if you know that, like, we don't buy it every single day. If we know that there's the day that that's the, the busy park day, it's the Magic Kingdom, we buy the Genie Plus that day so that we can get the most bang for our buck. But if you have a person who hates waiting in lines, why not just buy the ride, the line skipping system? For them that day, and then in the downtime while you're waiting for the next lightning lane, get them a sandwich, get them a drink, people watch, so that you are, instead of waiting in line, you're giving them that downtime, you're giving them those built-in breaks, they don't feel like when they think of Disney, what did you do all day? I waited in lines, non-stop lines, lines for rides, lines for food, lines for, there's never a reason to wait in line anymore, you can mobile order stuff, you can get the, the line skipping system, splurge spend those a few extra dollars to do that again i get it everyone's gonna be like it used to be free mark listen it did but they were also overused back when it was the free fast pass and it wasn't a perfect system we could have a disney debate maybe we should some at some point greg of you know the 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 revisionist history that people have when it comes to fast pass that you know it was a non-perfect system as well but splurge spend that extra money and then don't burn the person out. I, I guarantee you, if you get those those upcharged things, people are going to have a better overall time, man. Yeah, look, let's just take from our lives something we just did. We went out to Disneyland in California, yeah, and did. you and I wanted to hit as many rides as possible because we were only there for X amount of time. Yeah. You wanted to show me around the park. We got to Genie Plus. Yeah, I was like, yo, I'm getting Genie Plus. And you were like, we don't have to. I'm like, no, man, we got we're to. It. And we flew through. We did everything. Everything we wanted to do. <laughs> Some twice. We did everything. <laughs> everything. And it was it, we. I. I had a magical time, and I can equate it to G Genie Plus was one of the reasons. So there you go. Um, and then I, the only thing else I can say is there's no reason to wait in any line. Just like you said, um, except for the bathroom. There's always a line at the bathroom. <laughs> Sometimes. I don't, I well. It. We should have a we should have a Diz Life the Secret Bathrooms edition. <laughs> give oh. people like the it, we'll call it Fight Club. It'll be like Diz Life Fight Club, 
where the best bathrooms are, and then we'll have to delete it after like two days. Because <laughs> so then everyone will come for us. They'll be like, you ruined my bathroom. Why did you tell everybody where the secret? Like, it's like giving away tips and tricks like this. Like, oh, where's the quiet spot? Well, well I have a few secret ones that I'm not telling you, but here's uh, a few others that I know. Well, that's what I, about. yes. And, and that's what I did too. I dropped in ones that are like, okay, no one's going to, no one's going to come for me on Storybook Circus. <laughs> everyone knows. All right. <laughs> All right. So number nine, we're almost here, ladies and gentlemen, number nine for converting the grumpy park guest that you're bringing with you. We would tell you days off are okay too. Look, maybe you want to go to the park six street days straight, Mark, <laughs> but if your partner isn't a parks person, the surefire way to lose them is for them to like be run into the ground. Don't drive them into the ground. Take breaks entire days off where you just sit at the pool imbibe, go to a show at Disney Springs, see a movie at Disney Springs, do the pool that day, do dinner just at Springs or just a resort, stay out of the park for a day, keep it light, refresh, recharge, and then rally. Some people know this and they're like, well, duh. But there are people, Mark, that need to be told you don't need to go to the park nine days straight. It's okay to take a day off in between. Greg, I just threw myself under that bus and got run over by number nine. You run as hard as any man I've ever seen it's in the true. parks. You're like, I, and it's, it's from, it's from park open to park close. You are good. You are the Mr. Krabs with your scuffling little feet and just you are, and you schmoove. My I am friend. the you Disney do. energizer bunny. I look, I, and here's one of the things, and I, I give you credit for this because I live down here. So I'm used to, I, I now stroll or strut, if you will, like a, uh, like a peacock <laughs> through the parks where I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to rush. I'm here. I live here, but I also understand the other side of you are here on your time and you want to maximize uh, what you spent versus what you got out of it versus I just want to see and do everything. And that's where I, it always gets me is when I would come down here, I wanted to see and do everything as long as I could. So I would never get five minutes for the pool. I would never get a day off to just relax and see, listen, Disney world itself is massive. There is a lot to see and do that you can probably spend a week down here without going to a park. You can build in going and seeing shows. You can go to Disney Springs. Like, and I'm not trying to sell Disney Springs because I personally hate Disney Springs, but it is also a wonderful place to go to see a movie, to, to grab a specialty bite to eat. And that's what I do. I will run in there. During your off time, that's what you can do. I'm going to run over to Disney Springs real quick, get an Everglades donut, get uh, 12 of them, bring them back to my hotel room. You can do special things like that. That'll mean more to your vacation. You want to convince somebody to have a great time down here? I'll be back in 20 minutes. I'm going to run to Everglades or I'm going to run and get some beignets and I will be back and we're going to take the time off and just enjoy this. You know what else I've noticed when we took those people that did not like Disney and we, we just said, hey, all we're doing today is we're drinking at the pool. When six o'clock rolled around, do you know what they said? We didn't have to beg. Take a wild guess of what they said at six o'clock at night. Lactate. 
No, they didn't say lactate. Oh. <laughs> Do you ever get a rumbling and you're tumbling from the moo moo juice, Mark? This is like, what, you, we're going in a weird spot. Oh, what they, did you think? But they said at six, they're like, hey, do you want to go to a park? And it was like, whoa, whoa, stop the presses. Because they had a, they had a good restful day. And I was like, don't tempt yeah. me with a good time. <laughs> right. I'm ready to go anytime you are. Like, I've had reservations all week. You didn't know about it. I've had the reservations. I've been chomping at the bit all day to go. But even at nighttime. There's yeah. places to watch the fireworks from outside the parks. There's you can go have a drink and watch. Like, listen, I'm going to tell you a secret spot that I love. Uh, it's Sebastian's Bar and Grill. Oh, over so at, good! I know, so good. But if you're over there at 9 p.m. when the fireworks go off, you get a front row view. Yes, you can't see the water tacos or the Stargate, but you see everything else, and it's peaceful and giant windows, and you can have a drink right there. It's it's the epitome of relaxation. And I love Sebastian's. Is, it's things like that that you can teach and show these other people. And that's when your knowledge can come in. Correct. Well, here's, and here's why I'm going to leave number 10 to you. Because number 10, you've now said multiple times. And this, you are a devout believer in number 10, which is spontaneity. So the last thing that you can do to convince your grumpy friend, we're going to give this one to Greg because he lives and breathes this one. And this is the very opposite of me, who is the consummate over planner. Greg, take it away for number 10, the way to really appease that grumpy person in your Disney party. Mark, again, you love over planning or I'm, I do. I, 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 okay. That's being mood mood. That's being rude. That's like being a cow. I do. Rude. I love, I love a good plan. Yep. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Make that great plan, have them involved in it. But again, at the end of the day, don't be afraid to throw that all out the window. It doesn't matter sometimes. If it's not working, I know that people say you can't fly by the seat of your pants here at Disney, but totally untrue. You can have the most amazing, wonderful time just by being spontaneity, spont spontaneous. If you're convinced that the only way to have fun is to eat at X restaurant, but you never get there, you're just going to make everybody tired. Listen, in all seriousness, it's really easy to learn how to get reservations day of at some of these places or to call in advance and you might get it. Amen. Yes, hard places like Space 220 are the, the unicorn of getting a reservation. You're not going to get them that day. But most of the other restaurants we have learned by living down here is you can get them 24 hours in advance. You can get them the day of and it's, there's never been an issue with it unless it's peak times. Don't be afraid to just change it. There's no reason that you have to go into the park and at 8.45, uh, the rope is dropped and at 8.45, I'm already walking by the Pooh statue. By 8.47, I've seen the Orange Bird statue. By 8.50, I've walked past Jungle Cruise. So by 8.53 and 22 seconds, I'm on Pirates of the Caribbean. I've enjoyed the ride for seven minutes. I'm now off there. I'm going back towards Jungle Cruise. Breathe. Just breathe. The more time you take to just be... And to enjoy the people you're with and the time that you're spending doing this is more time that you're letting that person know how important they are to you and their time is important to you. And they may just start relaxing and enjoying themselves just because you have personally stopped and enjoyed yourself. Mark, there's nothing more magical than walking through the Magic Kingdom and having nothing to do where you can just 
pay attention to little things, the, the writing on the windows, the music that's playing, sitting on the hub in the afternoon when it's cold out down here, which is just one or two days in January, um, and just letting the sun warm you up or watching the parade go by from a different spot than what you're used to. It's little things like this that really make, oh, you know what? I'm okay waiting 45 minutes in line for Haunted Mansion because I don't have anything planned and it's okay. So yeah, that's, that's, I, I try and drive that home to so many people is just, you don't need to overplan. You don't, I, I'm not saying for the whole vacation, please don't think that. But I, I think you just need time during the day where you just go, we got nothing to do. We what do you want to do? to do? Well, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, our 10 tips to deal with that grumpy person in your party. Of course, there are way more than just 10. But those are the 10 that we can think of just off the top of our head that don't require a massive sacrifice on your part to convert that non-Disney loving person in your party. Uh, This has been really fun. Don't forget, though, that this is only Monday and you can catch five days of podcasts here at the Chip and Company Podcast Network. We have the best of Disney parks, news and review and company, and then Parks Extra coming to you every single week. Plus, we are going to be onboarding some brand new shows in the near future. So stay tuned for major announcements from us here at the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Greg, anything that we want to say before we sign off for today and say goodbye? Mark, is this your card? (laughs) It's the Nine of Diamonds. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg finally found my card. You are a true magician. Three points for Hufflepuff. Restitutatious. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, we hope the rest of the week is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. We'll see you real soon. Bye, everyone. Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive Collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.